Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. There's a lot going on today, but I want to put things in context for you. Joe Biden, the famous church, going off in a insane speech against Trump, Trump supporters, the threats against democracy. Liz Cheney saying, we will lose our democracy. You're right to vote if Donald Trump's elected. The Hitler narrative, which Obama's pushing Biden to use aggressively, and of course Obama is the Marxist behind the scenes, but Biden doesn't need a lot of pushing to do that. He's loathsome to begin with. So I've looked into this from a historical perspective. And I want you to know this isn't new. In fact, it was first tried out in 1964 against Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater. There's a great piece about this from 2016 in the City Journal by Harry Stein. There's other great pieces about this and other publications. There's actually a very good piece that was in Politico some years ago by Michael Lind. Fairly liberal, but not a crackpot. At one point, as I recall, had been a conservative, but nonetheless. About the use of the word Hitler. And the attack on blue-collar America inferring that they're brown shirts. Why don't they just listen? Why don't they get with the program? The efforts by Republican establishment types, those from Republican families like Sununu or Bush or Romney and others, like Chris Christie, how they try to sabotage the leading candidate or candidates for the nomination. This is not new either. The Democrat Party and the media have a long history of labeling people they disagree with as Hitler. I told you, Barry Goldwater, they labeled Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, Senators Cruz and Rubio, all were Hitler. Among others, Hitler. I've written to you and in my book American Marxism about the Frankfurt Group, a group of Marxist intellectuals in Germany who sought to overthrow the the government there and replace it with Marx a Marxist regime, but they lost out to the fascists and Hitler in the Third Reich. Many of them fled to other parts of Europe, and many of them fled to the United States, including Herbert Marcuse, who we've talked about, only to try and overthrow our own country with the new left and so forth. As Lynn points out, it was in the 1950s that the Frankfurt School, the Marxist intellectuals who emigrated to America, who tried to use the Nazi characterization to attack those who weren't down for the revolution and to insinuate that working class blue collar Americans because they wouldn't overthrow their government that the the proletariat as they called them would actually defend their own country among the greatest of the patriots of the people that they were effectively the brown shirts for fascism 
You hear Joe Biden talking about MAGA supporters, MAGA supporters. That's his version. Of attacking blue-collar America. That's his version of attacking suburban America. That's his version of attacking any Trump supporters. Brown shirts is what he wants to say. The brown shirts is what the Frankfurt School Marxists in America did say. And Biden's picked up on it. Despite his support of unions, because they support him, Biden has contempt for blue-collar working-class Americans. Nixon won them. Reagan won them. Trump won them. And that's the truth. Goldwater was painted as a threat, as an extremist. And yet all he was was a traditional conservative. They took his words and his phrases out of context, the way they do with Trump. Anything to link him totalitarianism or Hitler. They sought to dehumanize Goldwater. Exactly what they seek to do with Trump. They're running the 1964 playbook. That's exactly what's taking place. And as the City Journal points out from its piece seven and a half, nearly eight years ago, among those who poured fuel on the fire were those in the Republican establishment. Were those who were part of the Republican ruling class. Were those who were quote-unquote centrists and, moder- and moderates in the Republican Party. Sununu types, Romney types, Christie types, with their media support. In fact... It's pointed out that they were incredibly vicious towards Goldwater, planted a lot of the information against Goldwater, did opposition research like never before against Goldwater, and gave their information to a Democrat Party supporting compliant media. Same thing happens today. The main force behind that was Nelson Rockefeller. Joined by the governor of Pennsylvania, Scranton. Joined by the governor of Michigan, Romney. Romney's father. Just as Romney, the son, does the same thing to conservatives across the board. And Donald Trump. They sought to destroy Goldwater from within. It was relentless. That's why you see Chris Christie on Fox and elsewhere. Chris Sununu on Fox and elsewhere. That's why you see the editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal. The Peggy Noonans and others. Supporting the, the Chris Christie's. The Nikki Haley's. The Goldwater wasn't an extremist. He was more libertarian, frankly, than conservative. But he was a libertarian conservative. And he had his views. And they tried to turn him into a fascist. This is the man who desegregated the National Guard of Arizona when it was a territory. This is a man who, when he took over the business, Goldwater's in Arizona, he desegregated the department store. This is a man who helped found the Urban League in Arizona and helped fund it when it was going bankrupt and supported the NAACP when it was under attack in Arizona. But none of it mattered. The media playbook is the same playbook today. The dry run was 1964. But even then, the media were at least concerned about being labeled partisan, concerned about being labeled the propaganda machine of the Democrat Party. They weren't cautious, but they didn't brag about it as they do today. As they hired Democrats to fill major anchor and hosting positions. That's what's going on today. And it's a huge problem for the American people when you have a corrupt media like this. 
So Joe Biden gets away with the comments that he makes without any scrutiny whatsoever. Any scrutiny about what he's saying, any scrutiny about the past. And the media have an inordinate influence in this country. Interesting, Goldwater's response to all this was to kind of poke them in the nose, the way Trump does. Yes. As the City Journal points out, rather than seeking to explain the nuances of Goldwater's position, the press engaged in calumny by association, continually badgering Goldwater, for instance, to disavow the KKK. Goldwater's long and honorable record on civil rights was ignored. An early member of the NAACP integrated his family store in the 1930s, well before it was the norm in Phoenix or in most of the North. After the war, he did the same for the Air National Guard in Arizona, which he founded. And on his arrival in the Senate, he desegregated the cafeteria. He had voted for every prior civil rights measure. Had anyone wished to report it, the contrast with Johnson in this regard could not have been more dramatic. As a Texas senator, LBJ never supported a piece of civil rights legislation, repeatedly voting against banning the poll tax and against making lynching a federal crime. And as recently as four years earlier, running simultaneously for vice president and re-election of the Senate... LBJ to post civil rights in, Tex- in the Texas contest while supporting them nationally. There you have it. But Goldwater was a polite man, a man of great class. And he told his campaign, we are not going to attack Johnson personally the way they're attacking me. We are going to run a campaign of ideas. And of course, he doesn't know it. But instinctively, Trump knows that you can't lie down for this kind of treatment. You have to fight back. If you have any shot at winning. Johnson's record and character invited close inspection. But he didn't get it. For all the attention given to Goldwater's purported recklessness, the man actually wielding power, recklessly as it would turn out, got no such scrutiny. And under his leadership, the nation was so quickly be racked by turmoil that four years later, it would be his party's convention playing out against a backdrop of warfare in the streets. Sound familiar? Indeed, coverage of Johnson in the fall of 1964 was so uniformly positive. The LBG in media accounts was almost indistinguishable from the man presented by his meticulously stage-managed campaign. A benign father figure, spreading even more great society largesse across the land, even as he faced down his hard-hearted opponent, the would-be destroyer of the world. President urges political vision, ran a typical New York Times headline over a story that began, President Johnson dedicated himself today to the politics of excellence, restraint, and vision. Interesting. And yet, and yet, they're doing it today, there's no question. And they're doing it with the help of these Republicans. And Biden, with the help of Obama, is running the 1964 rerun of LBJ against Barry Goldwater. With some exceptions, of course. No comparison is perfect, but it's perfect enough. And this ideological attack was given birth by communists, Marxists, who came to this country in the late 30s and the 40s to escape Hitler, but to promote Marx. And so today everybody's Hitler and nobody's Hitler. I think it was George Orwell who said fascism is referenced so often, and he was an anti-fascist, that we don't even know what it means anymore. Mark Levin. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the midnight lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique. So they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty. 
And Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin. H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N. And use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. I have to get something off my chest that doesn't really relate to anything I've been talking about. But I've really been grinding my teeth. My blood's been boiling over this. There's really only one way to get the hostages out, those who are still alive, from control of these terrorists. And these women are being raped repeatedly. They're being brutalized. They're being murdered. And notice we don't hear anything about the men, Mr. Producer. We've heard some stories of rape against the men. In 1972, when the peaceful moderate Palestinians under Arafat, the PLO, today they call themselves the Palestinian Authority. During the 1972 Munich Olympics, they kidnapped the Israeli Olympians. Now, during the course of that, many of you may not know this, they castrated in front of the others Israel's weightlifter, Mr. Producer. They castrated him. And, of course, they killed them. It's not just a one-year-old baby that's still being held hostage, assuming that baby's alive. I mean, baby needs a lot of attention and so forth. And little children, teenage girls being raped repeatedly and brutalized. Mothers and grandmothers, the same. What's happening to the men and the boys? There's really only one way to bring this hostage issue to an end. And people are not going to like this, but you're dealing with terrorists. And I understand I will come under attack for this, but I don't care. The truth is the truth. That is for Israel to take hostages too. And I don't mean to brutalize them and attack them and rape them. Israel would never do that. The Jewish heritage would never permit it, nor should it. But what I mean is not in the traditional sense of a hostage. I mean in order to make a swap, because that's why these hostages were taken in the first place. This is what Hamas does, Islamic Jihad, the Muslim Brotherhood. And I'm not even talking about innocent Palestinians. I'm talking about Hamas Palestinians. I'm not even talking about women and children. I'm talking about Hamas terrorists. POWs, they say. No. You want them back? You give us our people back. And just because Joe Biden is weak... Just because Joe Biden spends billions and billions to get hostages back, and so the enemy takes more hostages, it doesn't mean that every country needs to demonstrate that kind of lunacy and insanity. We have a hundred of your Hamas terrorists. A hundred of them. We want our people back. And by the way, you lay one finger on our beautiful girls anymore. We will hunt down the perpetrators and we will kill them. 
period. That's not even proportionality. No, you don't take the women and the children. You don't brutalize them and torture them and rape them. Period. But you take the combatants. And you use them as pawns. You don't take your own people back in exchange for a ceasefire that gives the enemy an upper hand. It'll never work for the Israelis. You certainly don't listen listen to Biden and Blinken. If you want to lose a war, if you want to lose more of your people, if you want to suffer another October 7 attack where your women and children are raped and brutalized and beheaded and all the rest, then go ahead and listen to Biden and Blinken. Go ahead. Put all the pressure on Israel. They say, let the Gazans go back to their homes. When you finally stop what you're doing, Israel, and we would like a diplomatic resolution. A diplomatic resolution with terrorists, America. Isn't that been the problem? Diplomatic? They don't honor resolution. It doesn't matter. These are the lunatics that we're dealing with. The dangerous, suicidal lunatics in Biden and Blinken. They would never allow this to happen in their communities. Never. In fact, they keep funding the enemy. They haven't cut a penny from Iran. They haven't increased the oil sanctions. They've taken all those off. They haven't cut a penny from the Hamas-run Gaza through UNRWA. And we're now finding that people working for the UN UNRWA, many of them are Hamas terrorists. And they're pouring money into the Palestinian Authority, the old Arafat PLO, who are killing Jews in Judea and Samaria and blaming the Jews. So why is this relevant? You have a Secretary of Defense that has prostate cancer and he goes in for a procedure and he's under general anesthesia. And nobody in the White House knows about it. The President of the United States doesn't know about it. The Deputy Secretary of Defense is vacationing in Puerto Rico. She doesn't come back. The Chief of Staff has the flu and he's at home and he doesn't come in. That's the kind of administration we have, ladies and gentlemen. The Secretary of Defense, the Deputy Secretary of Defense, the Chief of Staff to the Secretary of Defense are AWOL. And the White House isn't even aware of it. Or pretends not to be aware of it. So Joe Biden, I guess, doesn't really keep in touch with what's going on militarily, does he? Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. You've seen some of the breaking news. Chris Christie is out of the race. I want to comment on this. I listened carefully to every word in his speech. It was contemptible. To bring up the Israeli hostages in order to make a cheap point and attack Trump, that's about as low as I've ever heard. And this is not a classy guy. This is not a guy that does give a damn about the country. He is an angry, ruling class, establishment Republican, 
given birth out of the Bush administration as U.S. attorney. And he is doing what establishment ruling class Republicans always do. Try to sabotage their opponents. I'll give you an example. In 1980, when the great President Reagan was running in the Republican primary, he already ran in 1976 against Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford was not an elected president. He got the presidency by and through the resignation of Richard Nixon. He was a horrendous candidate. Good man, but he was fairly liberal, more of a Rockefeller Republican. Which is why he chose Rockefeller. But he wasn't a man for the time. And yet the Republican establishment lined up behind him. Some of them are radio hosts today. Some of them are TV commentators today. Some of them still give advice on campaigns today on TV and elsewhere. You had to stop Reagan, an extremist. You had to stop Reagan. He couldn't be anywhere near the nuclear button, as they called it. I remember in my own suburban area outside of Philly in Pennsylvania, the Republican establishment that ran that town, back then Cheltenham Township, which is all Democrat now, of course. They told me over and over again, Reagan cannot win because I campaigned heavily and organized others to campaign heavily for Reagan in 76. A mere 19 years old, I guess. Less than that. So 76, they denied Reagan the nomination. And he came about 100, give or take. 100 convention delegates short. And after he gave his speech, people said, I think we made a mistake. But they didn't mean it. Reagan announces he's going to run in 1980. The same Republican establishment rises up against him. Bob Dole, an honorable man, a great hero. Bob Dole. George H.W. Bush. John Anderson. Six or seven of them. Trying to deny Ronald Reagan the nomination. And all but one of those, that would be Phil Crane, who was a libertarian conservative, all the others, were ruling class, moderate Republicans, establishment Republicans. And the things they said, particularly the Bush camp, about Ronald Reagan, were disgraceful. John Anderson decided to go third party. He was sort of the uh, Adam Kingsinger of his day. But they failed. Luckily. And Reagan got the nomination. Ron DeSantis is right when he said the other day. That about a year out in the general election or so. When the polls were polling Reagan, he was 24 points behind Jimmy Carter. In fact, as our buddy Craig Shirley, the foremost expert on the Reagan presidency, dear friend, as he would tell you, actually about six weeks out, give or take, Reagan was behind. Prominent Republicans. Like Mitch McConnell, during the Republican primary, had backed Gerald Ford, and he would not back Reagan until much later in 1980. Karl Rove was all in for Bush, as you can imagine. And it really wasn't until Reagan won the nomination that Rove threw in and pretended he was in front of the parade for Reagan. He was not, never was. How do I know? Because I'm a 76 Reagan guy. And an 80 Reagan guy. Nobody ever heard of Karl Rove. Rove 
Reagan was denounced. They called him stupid. Reckless. He'd get us into World War III. As I've explained before, they called him Hitler. And there were individuals who gave speeches like Christie did this evening. This guy, Christie, like the others, is a self-righteous egomaniac. If you don't agree with him, there's something wrong with you. Fundamentally wrong with you and your character. And that he will do everything he can to stop Donald Trump from getting elected president. He's a two-time loser against Trump, isn't he? Lost in 2016, and he lost this time. Reagan won a massive landslide victory. Even though we were told he couldn't, and he wouldn't. Massive landslide victory. Even with a third-party candidate. He won over 51% of the vote, even with a third-party candidate. Bill Clinton couldn't achieve that. It always bothered him. He was always a minority president. Reagan's policies, we were told, would be very unpopular. The media and the Democrats attempted to paint him as for the rich. His economic policy, for the rich, slashing taxes across the board, for the rich, trying desperately to cut the size of government. Well, he did, but he could have done more. But for the Republicans who controlled the Senate and rode Reagan's coattails into the majority in 1980 and then served in 81 as a result of Reagan's landslide. But the rhinos are always the rhinos. The status quo is fine by them no matter who runs it, no matter what's happening. Don't stir the pot. Let the Democrats and their surrogates run circles around you. If you dare to run unorthodox campaigns, if you dare to speak your mind rather than talk behind somebody's back, if you dare to take on the corrupt Democrat Party media, or take on the FBI and the CIA, or take on the open borders crowd, you must be destroyed. That's what they tried to do to Reagan. And before Reagan, they had to kill politically. Barry Goldwater, before he can get out of the Republican primary, they tried desperately. The same people. Led by Rockefeller, who Ford would pick. And Scranton. And Romney. Current Romney's father. That would be Michigan, New York, and Pennsylvania. Big states. They couldn't tolerate Goldwater. They couldn't tolerate Reagan. And they can't tolerate Trump. It's the same people. Look, I understand Donald Trump is not an orthodox politician. Speaks his mind. Says things that at times cause people to cringe. Same could be said of Joe Biden, no? Obama and his hate America comments. Pelosi says most disgusting things but they're all given a pass it's okay because they got to stop Hitler Christie's campaign was an absurd campaign from day one he'll return to ABC News and his buddy George Stephanopoulos who of course is best known for trying to destroy any woman who came forward to tell the truth about that sexual predator Bill Clinton Stephanopoulos didn't have a journalist background, but they, they choose him to be a morning host and meet the press. Where he declared this past Sunday that Donald Trump did commit an act of insurrection. Or they'll pick somebody like Chuck Todd, but his ratings were so bad they had to give him the boot. But Chuck Todd's still with us, Mr. Producer. I don't see him or hear from him. He's not even on MSNBC. You know, that's like the... That's where they send you. It's like a single-A minors baseball. Another Democrat. Meet the press. 
announced that he will have no guests who dare to challenge climate change, even PhDs in physics. No, we can't have them. Oh, they're from MIT. We have some from Princeton. No, no, no. They're deniers, you know, like Holocaust deniers. Like the Palestinians. Can't have them. They're deniers too. But they embrace them. That's a whole other story. Chris Christie was never a conservative. Chris Christie is not a truth teller. He ran a campaign to get even. He wanted to be attorney general. He was furious. He had nowhere to go. And as a footnote, this is how I look at Bill Barr. I've known Bill Barr a while. I'd consider us in the past friends. He and his wife, who's lovely, would invite us to their Christmas parties. And Bill once told me he remembered me. I like to eat the food. No, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Is it not, Mr. Producer? But nonetheless... My problem with Bill Barr is he waited until December to either be fired or resign, depending on who you believe. He'd been in the administration, give or take, for two years. He worked closely with President Trump. So all the things he says now on Fox and elsewhere, I scratch my head and I say, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed because... This is a man you defended. This is a man you worked with and worked for. But all of a sudden, you find him to be the greatest threat ever in the office of the presidency. You find him to be lawless. Suddenly, the light bulb goes off, and that's what you conclude. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Same with Christie. He's buddies with Trump. Governor of New Jersey. Trump is this big developer in New York that also has his beautiful club in New Jersey. Christie liked the high life. Always did. Always does. Likes being around people of wealth, people of prominence. And then the light bulb went off. Suddenly, he's a never-Trumper. You know, the funny thing about me, I am not one of these people who gets taken in by personalities. I really don't. In the 2015 and 16 Republican primary, I supported Ted Cruz, who's a dear friend of mine. I knew Cruz for years. I think he's tremendous. I also think he would have been a great president. He's a great senator. He's a solid Reagan conservative. But he lost the Republican primary. Fair and square. And then I endorsed Donald Trump after he gave his Gettysburg speech. People say, Mark, you were a never-Trumper. I was never a never-Trumper. I've explained that a thousand times, but I'm not going to explain it again. But I was for Cruz. And then I backed Trump. Strongly. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. He's done tremendous things for this country. At great personal expense. He loves the country. DeSantis loves the country. Trump has lost a lot. And he's now fighting for his very freedom in his life. Chris Christie never had to do that. Nobody's ever had to do that. As a result of running for office. Mark Levin. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Great one makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. You know, at a circus, you have the individual that's really at the center of it for the public. The individual who 
provides the narrative for the various hacks. The individual who really draws in the, the crowd's attention. It's a tough job. It's a tough job. But when you're a lawyer, that's not your job. Abby Lowell, I had thought was a great lawyer. Now I think he's a clown. Not even the the man at the center of the circus. Clown. Although I think I embarrass clowns when I say that. These spectacles with Hunter Biden, first on the steps of the Capitol and then today in the House Judiciary Committee. They're not winning PR points, but it demonstrates to me that Hunter doesn't have a legal leg to stand on. Hunter will only, only give testimony in public. Well, there are others who said the same thing, but they had to honor the subpoena or face charges by the Biden Justice Department. The committee today in the House voted to hold Hunter in contempt. The vote now goes to the full House, where I think he will be held in contempt by the skin of their teeth because the Republicans are running out of Republicans. And I hope our friend Peter Navarro and Stephen Bannon, I hope they're watching this. Because if the Department of Injustice doesn't charge Hunter Biden, I would have my lawyers find a way, some way, to raise the issue of equal protection. Why does the president's son not face criminal charges for defying, and really defying? Because Bannon and Navarro raised constitutional issues. The courts may not agree with it, but they weren't a farce, they were legitimate. Hunter Biden is not raising any issues. He's giving them the middle finger and telling them to screw off. And I know why. And I've told you why. Because Joe will pardon him no matter what. That's now being regurgitated by friends of ours in the media. And they're right to regurgitate it. So Hunter Biden and his lawyer are cocky as hell. Because they know in the end he's not serving one second in prison. Not a second. He will pardon his son. But Mark, but Mark, he said he won't. He's a liar. He will. If he loses, he'll pardon him on the way out. If he wins, he'll pardon him, and he doesn't give a crap because there's nothing anybody can do to him. So either way, that's what's going to happen. So that's why it doesn't take much to be Hunter Biden's lawyer. That's why you can do a clown show. That's why you can defy a committee of Congress. And that's why you can break the law willy-nilly. And moreover, there's another reason Joe Biden would want to pardon his son. Anybody know? So his son can never be, face a trial, put on trial, in any matter that might reveal his father's involvement. Now that's not a tax issue per se or any of that. But notice, he hasn't been charged with a fire violation yet. And I've talked about this for months, and again, backbenchers are burping it up now, as they should. This show is for them, too. Because Farah, which all of a sudden is a big deal, now that they've used it against Trump's folks, wasn't a big deal before, but then again, it's Trump and his folks. Because as I've said over and over and again, here on Fox, on Blaze, and everywhere else. Joe Biden is a co-conspirator. When it comes to Hunter Biden. Not failing, but refusing to register as a foreign agent. It's a very broad law. It can catch a lot of people. You don't even mean to be caught. But Hunter Biden's violations of far are textbook violations. And as of today, he hasn't been charged with any of that. They threw Manafort in solitary confinement, tried to get him to flip on Trump, and he said, there's nothing to flip on. They didn't care. Guy has a heart attack. SWAT team sent to his house. They didn't care. The Obama judge, forget what the hell her name was, doesn't really matter. Another, another rogue judge. They did the same thing to Roger Stone. 
Same damn thing. But not Hunter. No. And notice how the Democrats defend Hunter. Care, it's Hunter. If the Trump family had done half of what the Biden family had done, all this money flowing in from foreign interests washed through these front corporations for absolutely nothing in return. Daddy on the phone. Remember the phone call Trump had with the head of Ukraine? Zelensky said it was no problem, and it wasn't a problem. But when it comes to Joe Biden on the phone, he doesn't know who he's talking to. He doesn't know where we are. He is. He doesn't know what's going on. Everything's fine. I'm sick of that rope-a-dope crap. Well, they ought to hold, hold him in contempt and put it to the attorney general and all the rest of them over there. And President Trump is correct. It's the deputy attorney general who's running the Department of Injustice. Monica was her name. She's a radical. She's a Marxist, as are so many of them over there. It's really appalling. What's taking place in this country? And the people who are the tyrants, the people who are the totalitarians, the people who are the part of the aristocracy, or should I say autocracy, better yet, they want you to believe that they're in the right, that they represent you. Now I want to say something to the people of Iowa with your voting coming Monday. And look, I'm not making predictions, America. I'm just saying my feelings. It's very important that Nikki Haley not come in second place. Nikki Haley is a creation. She's a concoction. She has the backing of the ruling class, and that would include the Republicans in Washington. Not all, but many. She has the backing of the Republican infrastructure, that is, the operatives, the consultants, the road types. The journal editorial page. She has the backing of Wall Street. Billionaires on both sides. Not conservatives. Yes, some Republicans, of course. And she sought their backing and she got it. Is the backing of Democrats who are going to vote for Biden and support Biden. Why is that? She is the backing of the American media who want her to be the Republican nominee. So all the wrong people want her to be the Republican nominee. Why? Because they long for the days of Gerald Ford and George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. They long for the days of impotent Republicans. I won't even say leadership because that's not leadership. They want the relations with communist China. They want to keep working with communist China to make money. They don't want to secure the border, even though now, even in New York, they're putting illegal aliens in public schools and kicking the kids out. That's their priority. There's so many millions of illegal aliens in this country, there's literally nowhere to put them. And I want you to think about something as a side note. If Joe Biden, God forbid, or somebody like him, is president another four years, we could well have as many illegal aliens in this country as is the population of Pennsylvania. Perhaps Illinois or Massachusetts. Where are they all going to go? Some of you haven't been touched by this. You will be. There is no question about it. Nobody's ever seen anything this contemptible, this suicidal, this insane. But it's the fault of climate change, you know, and the Republicans. Nikki Haley hasn't led the fight on securing the border. She hasn't led the fight on anything. She does not have a conservative record to run on because she's not running on it. 
Her record is quite poor, actually. She has billions and billions, excuse me, millions and millions of dollars behind her, millions, to lie to you. To tell you she is the alternative. And she's a woman, by the way, she said, if you haven't noticed. Out of one side of her mouth, she admires Hillary Clinton. Out of the other side of her mouth, she admires Maggie Thatcher. Which means she didn't admire anybody except herself. She's a creation. She's a fiction. She's the candidate. A amalgam of forces that you cannot stand and who will undermine us every step of the way. You need to think about this. And not allow your emotions, you, you know, the, the, the general you, not each and every one of you. Because it'll be a massive mistake. We talk about the disaster that is our country right now and how it's unraveling and we're running out of time. So Nikki Haley, we should... We should get behind Nikki Haley in the Republican primary? Why? She would sell out to Disney. She would sell out to Communist China. This is her background. She might even consider peaceful Palestinians from Gaza. Although she changed her mind on that one when she was called out by DeSantis. I watch commentators all over TV. Trashing the hell out of DeSantis. And these commentators and these media outlets... I despise, and I'm thinking, well, if your choice is between DeSantis and Haley, well, why would you vote for Haley? Why wouldn't you vote for DeSantis? So in my view, it's very important that DeSantis have a good showing in Iowa. Why? To knock out Haley. Because with the open primary in New Hampshire, I'm not talking about caucuses. I'm talking about an open primary where the so-called former Republican governor and the Sununu dynasty there are pushing hard for independents and Democrats to vote for Nikki Haley. And Sununu pushed hard for Christie to get out of the race, even though he wouldn't endorse. He will eventually. But even though he wouldn't, this is all to set the stage for Haley. Millions from Wall Street... Millions from companies that want to do business in China and are. Millions from open border crowd like Coke Industries. What do they know that we don't know? The answer is we do know. I listen to people on TV and elsewhere who defend her and support her. They say nothing. They say nothing. We need a leader. Statesman. We need somebody who's going to do something. And then you have to ask yourselves quickly, because I've got to take a break soon. Why do they want to put Donald Trump in prison? Did he do something so horrendous? What was it? What did he do? Charging him with the Klan Act, the Enron Act, the Federal Contractor Act. Mishandling of documents, charge him in New York with a fraud statute that doesn't require fraud where there's no complainant to try and destroy his business. You got a sleazeball district attorney in Fulton County who's abused her offices, abused her office, as has her sweetheart apparently, reportedly. A RICO statute? After there was a meeting twice with counsel to the president in the Oval Office, for which the media have no interest whatsoever. Again, can you put the shoe on the other foot and imagine if all this was happening, Trump were president to Biden. Merrick Garland doesn't have a problem with any of it, of course. Why do they want him in prison so damn badly? Why do they want him broke? To set an example. That's why. You either play the game of the corrupt, incompetent ruling class, or they'll destroy you. They tried to destroy Reagan. They tried to destroy Barry Goldwater. 
fact, they did destroy Barry Goldwater's presidential campaign. And they destroyed his reputation in many corners. Mark Levin. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. Joe Biden. Because of his appeasement, and worse, is rearming our enemies, Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Palestinian Authority, and the Houthis through Iran, has now expanded the war in the Middle East. Of course, they keep blaming Israel, but Israel's focused like a laser. No. It's Biden and Blinken and Sullivan. It's Mo, Larry, and Curly. They've expanded the war in the Middle East as a result of provocations created from their unwillingness to take out major military sites in Iran. Now, the word is they're planning with the British, supposedly, to hit targets in Yemen that are controlled by the Houthis. But I don't know about you folks. When you have a rat's nest, you don't keep chasing the rats that escape the nest. You hit the nest. But they won't do it. And Iran sees it. So Iran has come out from behind Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis, and they now seized an oil tanker in which our government, the United States, has an interest. Iranian forces, reports Fox, have seized an oil tanker in the Gulf of Oman, two military officials confirmed. The seized vessel, previously known as the Suez Rajan, and now known as the Marshall Islands flagged oil tanker St. Nichols, was once at the center of another dispute between the U.S. and Iran that ultimately saw the U.S. seize over one million barrels of Iranian crude oil. Armed Iranian soldiers reportedly boarded the vessel this morning. We condemn this apparent seizure. The Iranian government should immediately release the ship and its crew, said the spokes idiot John Kirby, who lied to us and covered up for Biden and his ilk when Afghanistan went to the Taliban they slaughtered our soldiers and they took Americans hostage Kirby said these provocative and unacceptable actions need to stop what, what kind of nonsense is this we continue to work with our allies and partners to deter and confront the full range of Iran's concerning and destabilizing behavior, in close coordination, of course, with the international community. Well, that's interesting. So Joe Biden has learned what Neville Chamberlain learned, except Neville Chamberlain had to learn it on his own, and Joe Biden had the history of Neville Chamberlain. And what am I talking about? This. You cannot appease an enemy. But Biden's worse than Neville Chamberlain, as I've been explaining for months. He rearmed the enemy. He's provided billions to the enemy. They're using it against us. They're using it against our armed forces. They're using it against the Israelis. The ship was in transit to Turkey, which is an enemy. When the Iranian naval forces boarded and seized the vessel, Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Pat Ryder, this is another loser, it's another loser. Honestly, if you're a general, a one-star, a two-star, what are you doing as a uh, communications person? They subsequently forced the tanker to change course toward Iranian territorial waters 
And the status of the crew is unknown at this time. Well, maybe they want another $6 billion. Quote, the activity is contrary to international law. You know, you and I, if you know or study or understand the 1930s and squealing like stuck pigs, oh, the Third Reich, they need to stop this. They're violating international law. They're not allowed to take this and do that. Actions. That's what evil regimes, genocidal regimes understand. Nothing else, nothing more. We call on Iran to release the tanker and the crew immediately. Hey, moron, with the star on your shoulder. One on each shoulder. The Iranians, ready? Purposely took the ship and the crew. So why would they immediately release the tanker and the crew? The U.S. and other Western navies have been combating attacks from Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen and the Red Sea for weeks. But Iran itself has not taken direct action beyond sending one of its naval vessels to the region. The Houthis had been in State Department-designated foreign terrorist organization until February 2021. Well, what happened in February 2021? The Biden administration revoked the designation as a terrorist organization. Oh, well, of course. Hamas is not designated as a terrorist organization by the U.N., so UNRWA sends hundreds of millions of our tax dollars mostly to Hamas, with which it builds tunnels, missiles, rapes, tortures, murders. Trump had cut it off. Biden and Blinken turned the spigot back on. They have blood under their fingernails. They're drenched in blood. But the Israelis, if they would just capitulate. Two-state solutions announced today by Antony Blinken, a self-hater. He announces today, listen to this, that a two-state solution with a Palestinian state, you know, the peaceful Palestinians, that would vote for Hamas in two seconds, that that would do more to stop Iran than anything else. Oh, I got it. So surrender a third of your country. Your ancestral homeland, Judeans and Samaria. Shrink your borders further. Subject your people, major cities now, to what took place on October 7th. And that is how you bring peace with Iran. Now, Biden just gave them billions. Biden took the restrictions off the shipping of oil, which, of course, they shipped to China. And they get the money from China and they build weapons for Russia. Now Biden knows this. Blinken knows this. They all know it. The U.S. Navy has shot down numerous missiles and drones fired by Houthi rebels. Uh, We're shooting down missiles and drones. Shouldn't we be destroying these bases that shoot the missiles and drones? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. So the war has widened, not because of Netanyahu, not because of the Israelis, not because of Trump, or because of Biden and Blinken. The war's widened, and the world's about to be all lit up. Iran's seizure comes just one day after the Houthis launched the largest attack to date on international shipping lanes in southern Red Sea, and the communist Chinese are looking at this and they're saying, wow, the Americans are easy pickings. If they can't stop the Houthis in Iran, because they don't have the guts to take on Iran, oh, they'll hit the Houthis, you watch. But they will not hit Iran. Then what are they going to do to us, China? We have 1.4 billion people. Four times as many people as the United States. We're modernizing our nuclear missile capabilities. The United States has done nothing. We've expanded our Navy. The United States has done next to nothing. We force our young men into military service. The Pentagon, because of wokeism, they force 
are men out of military service. In fact, we're not even allowed to call them men. A nation in decline, not because of the American people. Because the Democrat Party and Joe Biden running around, he's Hitler, that Trump is Hitler, he's trying to take out our democracy. No, you putts. You remind me more and more, ready America? Of Stalin. Oh, can I say that? I think I just did. Except Stalin was a vile genocidal maniac. You're an idiot. But you've and your policies have resulted in the deaths of many on our own border, in Ukraine, because of what you did in Afghanistan, in the Middle East, where it was under control until you fools came in and started to rearm the enemy. You have blood all over you, Biden. Blinken, you're not defending democracy. 